with collectivism always comes a lack of choices, it seems, the lack of, you know, options. There's always restrictions placed upon individuals. And there's this philosophy of collectivism, the philosophy of the group, the group's rights over the individuals, you know, the centralized social planning, uh, the technocratic dictatorship of elites and experts uh, that the collective decides is, is the expert to listen to, right? And that they won't be wrong. And uh, not that recently, you know, we've seen any anything in the news that's been wildly uh, pre predicted to be certain things that were completely wrong. That's what you get with the technocratic experts and their calculations with their magical machines is these predictions that can be used in the favor of people who might have you know plans and things that are a lot different than what people perceive them to be when it comes to public safety or you know the concern for the masses from these experts and I don't even know you know if, if people who support things like socialism support things like communism support things like democracy even understand the collectivist ideology that they're pushing and Again, with collectivism comes clamping down, always restrictions and limitations and scarcity. You know, there isn't, an, there isn't abundance. There isn't an uh, infinite amount of options available. There's always a restriction. There's these things that you're allowed to do here. And it shouldn't be that everybody just has you know, ability to do whatever they want, whenever they want, either. So it's, it's sort of this, this dialectical opposition in itself, individualism versus collectivism. But it goes back again to the individual empowering themselves enough, with enough information, with enough knowledge, with enough courage, with abilities, to not need to lean on a collective. And it's not like everybody out there needs to be 100%, you know, the lone buck in the woods. That's not how it needs to work either, but... You know, I, talking to my neighbor, that she's, she was uh, in another country, and one of the things that she had to say about the country was that the people there all expected that the government would just do everything for them. Uh, this was Puerto Rico. That was her takeaway. That's at least what she told me in passing, sort of, at that moment. And But it was interesting that that's what she decided to tell me about the, the visit, the journey. I just was generally asking about how it was. And it might just show more about her character and the way she, she sees the world, right? But I think 
the region she was talking about, yeah, that's, there, there probably is a lot of that. And there is a, a lot of corruption everywhere where there's a, there was a massive, you know, hurricane, it was a disaster, but then there's also a lot of, kind of what we see now with COVID, like, once people know how to get the funds, they'll, you know, use the system to get those funds for their, you know, business, for their organization, for their personal selves, for their projects. And it's, it's like the Great New Deal, right? It's like how the, how the government distributes out, you know, funds or whatever, digits and computer systems to, to keep the whole thing going. Which ends up just, you know, causing a lot of havoc and things in the financial system and really kind of just enslaving us all to for future debts again because, you know, it's all, so, it's all relative in some way in, in energy exchange and there's nefarious entities, you know, taking advantage of the whole system, of course. That we're talking, and I'm not talking now about like the money system, you know. But I think, I think uh, libertarians and free market economics and agorism and things like that have, they're, they're beneficial for, you know, the philosophical understanding and, you know, things like the non-aggression principle, which can be applied uh, to human behavior and we can pursue that as a method towards freedom and have, uh, you know, a philosophical discussion on the fundamental axioms there that are operating. And uh, one of those, you know, could be a discrepancy between free will or freedom of the individual even. But going back, I mean, it's really the Great New Deal, the Great New Coronavirus uh, planning, that all the money that was put out just further sort of entrenches people to the current system. In the future, that money needs to be paid back. The way it's paid back is through this way of sort of paying taxes, and they borrow, and they shift things, and they sell things, and, you know, they, bar uh, they borrow against other fake documents and papers and things like that. Uh, the problem with that is, is that a lot of your life energy goes into kind of keeping this whole thing going again sacrificing your energy for the collective and the collective at, at many points in history and it's a sort of repeating thing is typically wrong there's typically not a lot of <laughs> correctness that comes from a group i mean when we, we should follow the group we should follow the 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 you know general consensus but when has the general consensus ever been correct but now, oh, with science and all this, right? Oh, well, science isn't the leading driving factor in the decision-making of your health or of the economic things, uh, decisions and factors that factor into, you know, should a vaccine be taken or not. There's a lot of people with a lot of investments in, in place that are relying on a good return for their, you know, investments in vaccinations, which they were promised at the board meetings would be a very substantial return on that investment. So now, you know, it's time to make the promise to the stakeholders true by selling the vaccines, again, to governments who will borrow money, further enslaving you to poison you 
with untested, unproven science that's not actual science, that doesn't have control mechanisms or blind studies or even the WHO, the people at the WHO, the World Health Organization before the whole pandemic broke out, you know, in between event 201 and sort of the whole pandemic breaking out, there was some information coming out about how they really didn't have the facts, they really didn't have the science, they really didn't have the proper tests being done on combinations of vaccines and, you know, over time what that effect does to the health of the, of the human body. There's a lot of safety science that's needed, and um, without the good science, we can't have good communication. So although I'm talking about all these other contextual issues and communication issues, it absolutely needs the science as the backbone. You can't repurpose the same old science to make it sound better if you don't have the science that's relevant to the new problems. So we need much more investment in safety science. I think we cannot overemphasize the fact that, that we really don't have very good safety uh, monitoring systems in many countries, and this adds to the miscommunication and the misapprehensions because we're not able to give clear-cut answers when people ask questions about the deaths that have occurred due to a particular vaccine, and this always gets blown up in the media. Uh, one should be able to give uh, a very factual account of what exactly has happened and what the cause of deaths are. But in most cases, there's some obfuscation at that level, and, and therefore there's uh, less and less trust then in, in, in the system. And there's plenty of doctors and scientists and people with degrees and flattering titles that have come out and have shown you know, their evidence of how the vaccines are damaging people. There's whole court system set up uh, to handle the liability issue that the vaccine manufacturers had in the past where they knew that there was a certain percentage of people that would be harmed. And calling that safe and effective is okay in this whole technocratic, you know, new world order uh, language where, you know, if only several thousand people are injured, then that's, a, that's called safe and effective. That's what we call that, right? So again, the collective and the consensus science decision there to go forward with these things is not correct just because the mass agrees that it is. But, you know, that's, what, that's really what democracy is. It's a collective decision agreeing kind of on what's right. There are some natural law, uh, John Lockean flavor of philosophical underpinnings and a lot of kind of Masonic stuff <laughs> and other uh, weird stuff that doesn't exactly mean what people think it means even in the freedom movement um, when it comes to maybe what the Declaration of Independence or the preamble to the Constitution says. But there is still definitely things there that are worth picking up and revitalizing, if not revamping a little bit, and 
you know, what I always say is just going back again to upgrading the language to be able to explain and cross the bridge of the understanding of how, you know, the collective versus the individual, but then being able to get back to even if the people on the other side are in a debate of free will, or if they're already decided that you're a machine Borg that just needs to be programmed correctly, and if they just tinker these knobs over here and tinker these knobs over here, then, uh, you know, you'll fall in line correctly to how they've plotted out in all their other graphs and calculations in magical machines, right? So it's more of a free will versus determinism, you know, worldview dynamic and a lot of the time people maybe aren't on one side or the other of the fence but you know I go back to saying well then if you're not it's not like you can just say well I don't have a moral philosophy I don't I don't need you know to, to know or understand an ethical you know stance on on certain things or I don't need to weigh in I mean that that becomes sort of a moral relativism right when you when you sort of wishy-washy about where you fall on some of these more perennial debates and then you know good luck you know when you come up against these people in the real world you know getting to the bottom of anything when you're not really addressing what's the underlying worldview that builds up to where the point where they're at if they don't believe in freedom if they don't believe in freedom of the individual you know, or free will, decision making, everybody's free will to be able to go about this how they'd like to, to discover what the C-19 thing is for themselves, with the information that's at hand, and not, not being forced to make a decision about our health, about how we move forward, based on a consensus science reality, you know, decision, basically a trance at that time that's been populated by the the information that they're putting out there when you see like Fauci and Burks is funded by Bill and Melinda Gates and they're all tied in together and it's not just like these are the only names that need to be focused on but you can connect it back to where all the information does tie into certain groups of people that have certain key interests in your future and theirs and how it will work out you know, so it's not just a reaction to something natural in the environment that's happening. You have to start to see the planned part of what's unfolding. And break down the pieces and go back and watch, you know, Corbett's four-part series on Gates. Or go and watch it for the first time and start to get an idea. And maybe watch uh, how and why Big Oil conquered the world along with the World War One documentary. I think... There's other works out there that could be just as good to, to get you in the door of some of what's going on today. Um, but I think, you know, for the kind of fast-paced track and somebody who just wants to kind of follow a history um, and start to understand, you know, distributed eugenics philosophy, which I'm starting to call this distributed because they're inoculating everybody in the world to, to buy into eugenics philosophy without really knowing what it is. And even like the funding of Black Lives Matter, which would seem like a, you know, proactive and good thing to do and 
maybe not maybe proactive is not the right word right but you're you're getting out and you're taking care of the problem by helping make some donations you know a lot of the time that money goes to when you go through even the official channels ends up going back to people who are eugenicists and eugenicist uh, families and uh, hist have a history of practicing eugenics I'm just gonna go ahead and make this easier for for the dummies because they're so lazy I can't make this up this is black lives matter I click on the donate button okay now we're going to cruise down to here to, oh, Act Blue Charities. I'm going to hit pause so I can open up with the browser. Hang on one second. You can do exactly what I'm doing. I'm not doing any hocus pocus. I just need to put down this camera real fast. One second. Okay, we're going to go to Act Blue here. We're going to do the Wikipedia. It's a nonprofit technology organized, established with enables Democrats. Progressives are communists. Look them up. Progressive groups and left-leaning nonprofits to raise internet. Okay, so now we know all the money is not going to Black Lives Matter. It's going to something to do with the Democrats. Well, hang on. Let me go to the next. Okay, now this is Act Blue's expenditures for 2020. Let's take a look. Oh, rent, utilities, office expenditure. 2.3. So when you give money to Black Lives Matter, you're giving it to what the hell is all this stuff? Okay. Campaign event activities. Hmm, let's keep cruising now. Federal candidates. One billion dollars to federal candidates. Remember, this is for Democrats. Let's take a look. Fundraising. Oh, my God. Let's salaries. Okay, I wonder who that money goes to. <gasps> the top vendors. Bernie Sanders. Biden for president. What the hell is all this? Huh. I thought we were giving money to BLM. Well, wait. It even gets better. Hang on one second. Okay, now we're at Act Blue Civics. Let's go here. It's an influencewatch.org. Uh, this is Somerville. This is another left wing. Okay, this is, okay, here we go. Ready? Let's cruise down. Let's see who they're involved with. You can do all this yourself. I'm just showing you, okay, because we're going to speed it up so you guys will pay attention. Okay, here's the directors. All right, here we go. Here we go. Act Blue. <gasps> Holy shit. What do we got going on here? The ACLU's involved? Oh my God, no wonder they hate Republicans and Christians. Let's cruise down here. What, what do we got going on here? Wait, <gasps> Planned Parenthood, the ones that are actually killing black people. They're killing black people in the womb. Wait, did M M Margaret Sanger, the eugenics uh, founder, she, I mean the, the founder of, uh, of uh, Planned Parenthood, wait, didn't they start that they killed the black the black children off? Hmm. You might want to do some research on that. MoveOn.org? Isn't that George Soros? Yes, it is. George Soros. He's crashed nations. MoveOn.org. He even helped the Nazis kill Jews. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Wait a minute. What else do we have here? What else do we have? Look at the Planned Parenthood. Where's the Tides Foundation? I know the Tides Foundation's in here because they're really bad. Voices of Progress, that's nothing, this is all friggin' communism. Look it up, the Democratic Socialists of America. So when you're giving money to Black Lives Matter, look at all this stuff, and this is amazing, this is great, you guys. Um, if you don't think that COVID and Floyd and all that stuff isn't on purpose, you guys, then you have serious mental issues, because I just proved that something's going on here that is not oh there it is the best go look this one up the tides foundation it's owned by george soros i love it so anyways you guys this is it it's the proof 
No conspiracy. Floyd, if he was either killed on purpose or he was killed regardless, you give money to Black Lives Matter, that money's going to shit that's not going to Black Lives Matter. Now, I proved it. You guys can go look yourself. Don't give any money to Black Lives Matter because it's about destroying this nation. Don't you understand that? And bringing communism in here. Floyd's family wants the United Nations to police this country. And if you're a Democrat and you don't like Republicans, George Bush Sr., he addressed the nation, look it up, he wants a new world order with the United Nations to police the world. And that's why the mainstream media and social media has been attacking police and sheriff's offices so you don't like them anymore. So we would go, oh, we want a reset, we want something new, and they'll bring the UN in. You have no idea what's going on. Start opening your eyes. Ed Mack. And people like uh, Planned Parenthood, you know, oh, well, that's they're doing such great things for the black community. You know, it was founded, and definitely a lot of the philosophical values that were held in the beginning were based on eugenics, and even the names and conventions being used were talking about, you know, weeding out certain races and that there were favored races that needed to be, you know, kept and certain races needed to be fizzled out. And now you see, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of abortions uh, within, you know, you could say the black community, but every community. I don't like to say, oh, there's this and that community versus another community, um, especially based on like a skin tone. Uh, but there's, you know, there are boundaries there. There are communities that work better together that people even, you know, tend to migrate towards each other uh, that want a certain recognition or a certain familiarity uh, with values and principles and things that they hold. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, a lot of the time, the manipulation is trying to blend and meld communities that don't get along. Like, for example, like Islam and the West, uh, trying to, you know, have us feel, uh, you know, again, negative feelings towards discrimination against a certain community who might have values that aren't like ours. And if it has, you know, to do against with like cruelty towards women and cruelty towards other people or cruelty towards other people who are another race coming from, you know, a certain group then why should we allow those values to just be mixed in? Why? Because the collective tells us that now's the time that we all just need to come into one world, we just need to come together and just be together without discernment, without discrimination, without borders, right? And I'm not for governmental borders or for the current government or I'm not a statist for thinking that there should be boundaries between uh, certain ways of being and others. So if I can don't agree that you know, everybody should be forced to take medical uh, treatments that they don't want to and forced to do medical procedures daily when they're traveling in and out of, you know, markets. Then I should be able to locate a community of like-minded individuals who also agree and we're also going to leave each other alone about these issues and just do our thing, right? But the collective is unrelenting. They will not relent and, and that's another thing, there's, again, going back to my opening thing, like, there's always this cramping down, there's always this, um, you know, restriction on behavior. And it's because there are a bunch of, you know, people who don't have control over themselves, they don't have a personal 
ability to restrict themselves you know going back to it's it's about self-governance and self-mastery and the ability to take control of your own future and your own life and not need to lean and get a UBI and get other people to you know basically have that power over you as a collective and then to the point where you're forced to do things and I'm using the word forced in a way that's more of a psychological feeling forced because there's no such thing as actually being forced into doing things that you don't want to do no matter how much duress or pressure or outside input is attempting to get you to do something you know and that that's a responsibility to the self a responsibility to the truth would be standing up and saying no in situations like that right so there isn't such a thing as force there's cowardice and weakness naivety and just an ignorance and uh, ignoring that which is the truth or that the information that you need to take in in order to understand more about yourself and what's going on in the world basically self-knowledge the more knowledge and the more mastery of the self the less need for a collective ideology and a collective dogma to buy into with the label it's always going back to the label of and needing the group and the fancy title to go on and explain what it is that what particular group that you're a part of right you got to step out of the labels step out of the need to be labeled we got Mosley over here looking like he was just getting into something let's see are they What is he doing, Mosley? Where were you? <laughs> he's a good boy, huh? Okay, he doesn't look like he's covered in poop, huh? <laughs> Alright, well... Got a couple things on the horizon here. Got my setup. Kind of falling apart on me, sorry about the framing be off now uh, last night we went up and visited some friends in Jackfest uh, the Freedom Festival that was really beautiful and uh, it was like raining on and off throughout the day it didn't rain while we were there while we were there it was a bit muddy um, but really cool kind of to see people come together in that way and there was no you know fear or paranoia or social distancing or masks, it's just, you know, children playing around in the mud, uh, adults having adult conversations, I got to meet some people that I've talked to digitally on the phone and things like that, but haven't met in real life, that was cool, and we plan to go spend some more time up there, and I like the people that I've been able to network from that community have made, you know, significant impact, and started to build a lot more of what you know could be potentially 
solutions to a lot of the problems out there is really just building community. You know, as I see in the town I live in, a lot of the towns around here are like uh, old Mormon settlements are still like kind of Mormon settlements where the Mormons pioneers came down from after landing in Salt Lake City and you know I don't know the exact story or everything but I think at that point there was some movement they even set out people to go and explore other territories and the towns around here I mean what you do see is like uh, we got a text from somebody in the community the other day had some extra goods from their farm from some leftover and they sent out text to their network we had like 10 cars up and down the driveway that they they're near near us here and that was within like a half hour of, the, of us receiving that text and then there was like bags full of this of these goods that were left over for people and it was just you know para gratis just for the community I guess and they it seemed as though from the looks on the other people's and their reactions to how what was happening you know on, in the scene there was that this wasn't the first time that it, it was like a routine it you know the way people were lining up and kind of grabbing their stuff and oh yeah hey and nice to see you again and, you know you know I'm not saying I'm not like I'm personally not an L, L Mormon I'm not LDS just to clarify that I don't I was raised Mormon and one day we could talk more about that and one day I plan to go into more of, of my history with that and what I've discovered along the way a lot of the books that I've read and a history that I want to build out that I feel like hasn't been very well built out that would like I'd like to spend a lot more time on and that series in my mind would be called the Mormons and the Masons and you can do some googling and there is some information out there uh, some documentary series that have been put together I just kind of want to bring forward the facts more in a professional way in a way that's not pointing any fingers or having any disgruntlement or anything I just want to you know show what I've discovered and then during that journey of building that series or that documentary whatever that would be weave more of what we discover at that time and really kind of bring people in that have a lot more knowledge about the history of the Mormons and the Masons and the connection there and the ongoing sort of what I look at as a cover-up of really a Masonic Lodge operating as a different type of church and kind of these neo uh, religions in the world the the what's the word a uh, novel <laughs> the novel re religions of the world that aren't that old and the history is very interesting to look at uh, but anyway that's not where I was going with that just uh, there's a lot of other things in the works. There's a lot of potential uh, with uh, the new within the Stones Media Network endeavor and some of the partnerships that I've created to be able to produce uh, content in a way that I've wanted to for a lot of years and kind of keep that um, consistent. And the, the word I'm looking for is like a actual system that works that I can crank a widget of producing good content and not just be like in the hole or like in a dungeon for three months trying to produce content, but like really do it in a way with a team and and with a with a format and an idea set and a skill set that can 
produce, you know, freedom, freedom-oriented content. That's one of the goals of Within the Stones and what I've been doing and the partnership with Autonomy Unlimited is going really well. There's a lot of uh, fun things happening, a lot of exciting things happening. And a document that I think that would really help other people build their skill set and look at the value they can offer in the world in a different way that doesn't come out of the school system and doesn't get taught to people through uh, the various means of indoctrination that we were raised with. And that document is called The 19 Skills, Essential for Success, Not Taught in School. And that was produced by the Autonomy Unlimited team as a free book document PDF download that you can get by following the link in the show notes of this, um, as well as reaching out to me directly if you're interested uh, in producing content and you've got uh, things that you're working on currently, you're currently producing content, you know, I'd like to learn what your challenges are and learn the things that you're working on and see, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help or learn from you as we have also a ongoing clinic of sorts or I want to change the name of that but a workshop where weekly it's called in the control room and in the control room is a series of teaching people you know all the skills they would need to do basic we're starting out with basic post-production skills basic editing video editing audio editing uh, file management uh, making you know an interview edit versus making a small two-minute advertisement clip um, to getting into the different softwares available to getting into the guts of those softwares and why you might need one versus the other essentially just an ongoing weekly course that builds all the skills and it's not be just me as the teacher but I am sort of trying to be the main distributor of information but I'd also like to have others that's why I'm making the call out if you're interested in uh, helping out with something like that or you have something really cool going on that a team of people might be able to help with you you know could teach us about what you're doing and there might be some interest in the community that would be able to help you with your project so that's another inroads uh, some of the new things that I've got going on that I feel like will help build out you know a more free world in the end or more clear stream of the information at least about what we need to understand too know you know what's going on around us if that if that could be you know a thing that is reached by these endeavors then that's what I'm willing to put my time into and, and have and will continue to do that but anyway Tyler TylerBlair.com just reaching out with a sit and talk today you know this is a spot that I'd like to come to more and do more of these it's right near my house uh, so it's a good kind of peaceful spot the wind has not been that crazy lately, but today came back a little bit. No problem. I think I should be able to clean this up, and we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one.